Welcome to the Matt Packafee Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I'm here with our other host, Andrew. Um, and today we are going to bring you the topic of Tampa Bay wide receivers or just receiving core in general there because this will also affect their tight ends as well. Andrew, do you want to kind of lead us away and explain the topic a little bit more? Yeah, so as I'm sure you all know, and if you don't, what have you been doing the past couple of weeks, that Antonio Brown has officially joined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His first game is not this upcoming Sunday, but a week from now. Um, So that's kind of the situation. So today we are going to be looking at what to expect from Antonio Brown in terms of fantasy output. And then perhaps more importantly, we're going to be talking about how does this move affect the other wide receivers that Tampa Bay currently has. We'll primarily be looking at uh, Mike Evans and then a little bit at Chris Godwin. Um, so that's that's the situation, and that's where we're heading today. Mm-hmm. Um, so as the old saying goes, uh, past behavior is the best indicator of future performance. Um, usually that goes with relationships between people. So um, if you had a boyfriend that cheated on his previous girlfriend, be wary that he's going to cheat on you too. But <laughs> um, uh, but I guess what we're going to look at today is um, really, I guess, the best look into what could Antonio Brown's performance be like um, with, uh, with the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we're going to look back at um, the last time that he played, obviously, which was actually in New England. And this is an interesting situation here where he played for New England. He um, did training camp and everything uh, with the uh, – well, now the at the time the Oakland Raiders, but now the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, he did all of the training camp um, exercises and everything with the Raiders, and then um, after a whole deal of shenanigans and craziness, he went over to New England, and he didn't have very much time to prepare for New England. Um, but when he um, did play for New England, um, he had eight targets, four receptions, fifty-six yards and a touchdown, and he only played 33% of the snaps. Um, So clearly Brady was trying to get him involved with eight targets on only 33% of the snaps. Um, He ended the game with 16.1 fantasy points. Then things got crazy again, and the Patriots got rid of Antonio Brown because of other shenanigans. (laughs) What a roller coaster of a a storyline that was. was. Oh, my gosh. Man, (laughs) AB was getting dropped picked up, dropped, picked up like every other week in our fantasy leagues. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. Oh my goodness. So, so, so do mm-hmm. you think that this uh, game with Brady, this one game kind of coming in cold, do you think this is a good analogy or a good model of what we can expect next week with the Buccaneers? Honestly, yes, I do. Um, would you mind pulling up Tom Brady and his attempts per game to kind of give us an idea of how much he's really throwing the ball um, on the Tampa Bay offense. So, yes, I think that is a a good kind of litmus test to show us where um, where Antonio is going to be performing at. So if we go to Tom Brady's um, attempts per game, he's at 36, 35, 38, 46, 41, 27 against Green Bay and then 45 attempts at throwing the ball. That is a ton 
a ton. Um, if we were to look purely at last week, if uh, Antonio Brown was to take a third of the, you know, just completions away, that's 10 completions to Antonio Brown. And I believe that he does have the talent to take 10 completions quite a long ways. Um, they wouldn't have brought him into Tampa Bay, especially somebody that is just a ridiculous headache and a clown and somebody I would never invite over for dinner at my house, um, but is just stupid talented at football. Um, they would not bring him into their locker room unless they had a plan to get him involved and Tom Brady wanted to bring him in. This is actually probably a guy that Tom Brady has a little, well, I mean, from last year, he has a little tiny bit of experience with, so this isn't a complete cold turkey run in here. And again, this is a much more pass-heavy offense, um, and I think that they're going to have to get him involved to, one, keep Antonio Brown happy, to, two, justify the reason for bringing him in, and then, three, I think they're just really wanting to put up the points and win. They're going to be facing um, opponents like New Orleans, uh, the Los Angeles Rams, Kansas City here coming up. So they are going to need to score points in order to be successful. I think that Antonio Brown is going to get in that kind of 7 to 10 target range a game at least. Um, so I think that he is really going to take over a chunk of that offense and take away a lot of targets from other people on that team. Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean – if you're throwing the ball on average, you know, 30 high thirties, low forties per game, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of passes and um, it has to be spread out, spread out somewhere. And obviously Tom and Antonio have just, just a little bit of rapport from last year. We don't really know how well that's going to carry over this year. Um, but I would say, you know, like, like you said, Adam, seven to 10 targets, maybe uh, a game is, is kind of um, what to, what to expect going into this. Um, So, so what do you think? So that's one thing. I mean, we can all speculate about, about this all day long, but what do you think this is going to do for the other receivers on the team in terms of their fantasy outlook. All right. Um, and I think you're going to feel this, especially in the pit of your soul because you are Mike Evans owner, Ugh. but I think this really takes Mike Evans out of consistent fantasy relevance. Um, it's not that he's been atrocious, atrocious this season. I mean, he's had, um, I mean, he's, he's had, you know, he's the 22 <laughs> receiver, which is not, yeah, not ideal. That's, that, that's a wide receiver too. He's not a wide receiver one. But again, he's a guy that you can put in your flex spot. He's had some okay games. He hasn't been good over the last two games um, with Tampa Bay. But I think that this is really going to affect Mike Evans, um, especially his targets, a lot. As Tom Brady really likes to do timing throws, and he likes to do underneath high percentage completion throws, uh, throws that you can really count on. You're not worried as much as if you're throwing a ball up and hoping your guy comes down with it. Um, so Mike Evans is more of a go down the field and go up and get it guy. And he is truly incredible at that. He is very good, but I think that his target share is going to be no way. Again, I don't think he's going to be completely relevant um, because having Antonio Brown underneath um, and wherever they put Antonio uh, is going to open up some room for Mike Evans. So there could be a more consistent amount of completions for Mike Evans, but I think his target 
his targets specifically are going to go down um, with the addition of Antonio Brown on the team. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree. I think this upcoming week might be Evan's last good week of production this season, and that's just because Chris Godwin is going to be out with a with a finger injury, um, mm-hmm. and that makes Mike Evans Brady's main receiver, aside from uh, Scotty Miller, who he seems to go to a lot these days. But, I mean, just look at some of these games. He's only had two targets, and – in half of his games, he's averaging three targets mm-hmm. a game. That is absolutely atrocious and yeah. not, not what you're wanting from Mike Evans. So I can't see another high-powered receiver improving this in the slightest. Um, at, at best, if Evans stays on the team, which is another discussion that we'll have a little bit later, he's going to be sitting on my bench for the rest of the season. There's just, there's just no way that I'm going to start him unless, you know, Chris Godwin is injured or something along those lines. Um, Mm -hmm. I I just don't think the the production is already not this, that not there this year. Brady clearly favors Chris Godwin because he runs more of those underneath routes, more timing routes. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that adding, Brown is going to help that at all. Yeah. The other piece too, along uh, with Mike Evans, uh, his, his uh, lack of production as of late also is kind of the emergence of Gronk um, Mm -hmm. at, at this current time too. Uh, Brady and Gronk seem to be getting a little bit more in sync together, especially as Gronk gets back into playing shape, playing condition, playing speed and understanding kind of what's going on. Um, And so Gronk has been targeted more times than Mike Evans has, I think, actually almost on the season. Would you say that? I, I haven't yeah. counted all the way. I would say but so. As of late, his target count has picked up significantly. We saw this last week. He got that incredible touchdown from Brady. And obviously, Rob Gronkowski is a guy that that Brady really likes. And he is the big body, go up and get it type guy. So, um, I mean, I think that Tom Brady is starting to lean into the guys that he has reported or has history with, especially as Gronk is kind of getting back into that that playing shape, that playing speed, and uh, just feeling the new team around him as well. So, so what do you, real quick, what do you think about uh, Chris Godwin's prospects moving forward? Do you think this is going to affect him or help him? I think that this will, I mean, I don't know, I, I Adding another receiver is not going to help him to an extent of, oh, yeah, it's going to increase his targets. No. Um, but here's going to be the biggest thing that affects Chris Godwin is his health. As we can see, he's already missed multiple games this year with health um, related issues as far as, you know, which, which are ironically the only games in which Chris Godwin has gotten more than five targets. Or Mike Evans or? Oh, yeah, Mike Evans. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the games that Chris Godwin has been out week two, week four and weeks five are the only games in which Mike Evans has seen more than f- four targets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 
I mean, I think that when Chris Godwin is on the field, I think that, I mean, he is truly an incredible and reliable wide receiver. I mean, if you looked at his targets and receptions, if he gets seven targets, he gets six receptions. If he gets six targets, targets, he gets five receptions. If he gets seven targets, he gets five receptions. Um, and I'm just looking at the games that he's played. Of When he's targeted, he catches the ball very, very well. And again, he has a higher percentage catch there. And so I think that Brady really understands that as they're playing a numbers game, as they're playing a statistics game, you know, in their head the entire time that they're actually out there in the football field. He knows that those throws to Chris Godwin get him yards. Chris Godwin will perform on those, whereas some of the other ones to Mike Evans or some of the other guys, even as we were talking about Antonio Brown, eight, he had eight um, attempts and four catches, you know. So uh, Chris Godwin, I think, still is going to have a role when he's healthy, but I think that ultimately Chris Godwin is going to be his biggest enemy, his own worst enemy going through the rest of the season. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that and agree with it. Um, yeah. And then, and right now he's he broke his finger last week and he had surgery on it. Um, they're hopeful that he'll be back, not this Sunday but next Sunday. But even that's kind of <laughs> iffy at the moment. So, oh um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. All right. So the next topic that we were going to go into is so if you are a Mike Evans owner, what should you be doing? at this point in time. And Andrew, you are Mike Evans owner. What would you be doing right now at this time with Mike Evans? And what are your outlooks, your best possible scenarios for the rest of the season with Mike Evans? So right now, Mike Evans is going to start tomorrow or not tomorrow on Sunday because Chris Godwin is out, which means that he's going to be looking at like 10 to eight to 10 targets more than likely just because that's the amount he's averaged the other three games that Godwin has been gone. So he's starting tomorrow. And then if he stays on the Buccaneers, he's going to be on the bench more than likely for the rest of the year. Um, He'll be, you know, an emergency wide receiver if I have like a really bad bye week. But what I'm hoping and praying for is that he gets traded to a team that needs a wide receiver and is either in playoff contention or like right on the edge of contention. Um, I don't think that he has much of a future left in Tampa Bay, just with the new style of offense that they're going to. And with Brady um, liking, you know, more timed underneath style routes. Um, I, I don't see him doing very well the rest of the year in Tampa or, or next year for that matter. So I'm hoping for a trade personally. Mm -hmm. No, I absolutely understand that. Um, Yeah. And apart from the rest of the Tampa Bay wide receiver cord being decimated with injury, which I mean, we have seen Chris Godwin be out. There's not too much of a hope really. If Tampa Bay keeps him for fantasy relevance, you're going to be most likely, keeping Mike Evans on the bench, maybe putting him in a flex spot if there's a good matchup or if there's injuries, you might also be able to put him into your lineup as well. Um, So looking at the other best scenario, Andrew mentioned trades. So the NFL trade line is coming up kind of soon. Uh, I think it's this next week, um, if I'm correct. Is that right? I think so, yeah. 
All right. Um, yeah, again, it is coming up here in just a little bit. Um, and so really teams that would be interested in trading for Mike Evans would be a team that would be a contender. I mean, if you're like the New York Jets, why on earth would you go out and try to trade away draft capital for Mike Evans when you suck? It's not going to help your team at all. Mike Evans is not going to be thrilled to be on your team. Um, you're bringing in somebody from an outside locker room into your locker room. So really the only teams that would be interested in getting Mike Evans would be teams that think this guy will put me over the edge. This will gain me an advantage in my division. This will gain me um, an advantage as far as players that we've lost to injury. So Andrew, how about you take us away with who you think would be a good trade target um, or a good trade destination for Mike Evans and what teams should go after him and why? For me, um, if I had to pick one team, I would send Mike Evans to the Baltimore Ravens. Here's why. Mm. They're currently five and five and one, right? Mm. Yes. Yeah, five and one. Um, they're in the, in the division with Pittsburgh, who is looking very, very strong right now. I mean, Big Ben threw like three picks last week, and they still won. So. Clearly, they're they're a tough, gritty team, and you know Ben isn't always going to be throwing three interceptions per game. So currently, I don't think that Baltimore has the tools to go toe to toe with Pittsburgh and beat them to take over the division lead. Um, they have a couple of games coming up. Next one of them is um, next week. And I just don't think that right now they're going to have any shot at beating Pittsburgh. I mean, their, their number one receiver is John Brown, who mm-hmm. – not John Brown, did I? No, it's not John Brown. I said that wrong. It's uh, Marquise Brown, right? Yeah, Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown and Willie Sneed are their main receivers. And, I mean, nothing against Marquise Brown at all. He's a good receiver. But he's 5'9", 170. Willie Sneed is 5'11", 205. Miles Boykin is 6'4", 220, who, you know, that – that's the biggest receiver they have right now. And I think that they would really uh, benefit from a six, five guy who's two thirty with experience going downfield and just out jumping and being more physical than the DB that he's up against. Um, when Baltimore rolls into Pittsburgh, I don't think that their wide receiver core currently has a shot at taking on um, Pittsburgh's secondary, which is, really, really good right now. I mean, last year, Pittsburgh traded for Mika Fitzpatrick, and that trade has been working out beautifully for them. They're playing Pittsburgh uh, a week from now in week eight, and then again in week 12. And the way Pittsburgh is currently rolling, they are looking really tough. So I think Baltimore is probably in, in line for a wild card slot at the moment. But I think if they added a, a, a big receiver for Lamar to throw to downfield, 
they would make a, a more a more uh, challenging opponent for Pittsburgh and could even make a run for the the AFC North title. So that's that's my ideal situation for Evans would be going to Baltimore to help Baltimore out and try and win the AFC North. What about you? So I very much agree, honestly, with that trade. I think that um, <laughs> the Ravens are wheeling and dealing team, and they are just there on the cusp. They've only lost one game this year so far, and it is to probably uh, one of the best, if not the best team in the entire league, which is the Kansas City Chiefs, previous Super Bowl champions. Um, and again, the Ravens are also in the same division with one of the best teams, if not the best team this year, in the league, the Pittsburgh Steelers, with they can put up points and they can stop you from scoring. So if you really want to make a move to put your team in a place um, to win, it would be getting going out and getting a guy like Mike Evans that can take away from Pittsburgh's secondary, that can go deep. And Lamar Jackson actually is pretty good of a passer. Um, so he could really utilize Mike Evans, um, I think, on that offense. And that would put the Ravens in a good spot, especially against Pittsburgh. Um, the other team that I think would also very much benefit from getting uh, uh, Mike Evans on their team and pushing them over the edge from where they're at. And this is a team that's not on, I would say it's, it's kind of a tier below, obviously very much, definitely a tier below um, the uh, Kansas city chiefs, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, uh, Baltimore Ravens, those teams right there. This is a team that's, again, fighting in their own division, trying to get uh, a home playoff game, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. Um, so this year, right now, they're eh, they're kind of okay. They're not <laughs> blowing anybody's doors off. Um, but again, they actually have a decent defense, um, but their offense is really struggling right now. And part of that reason is T.Y. Hilton, uh, their number one receiver in the past, has just not been performing. And again, in years past, he's been injured. This year, he is dropping balls all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, their other top wide receiver picks over the past couple of years in Paris camp, and um, who was excellent at the first part of the first game of the season, right before he sustained an injury that has left him out for an indefinite amount of time. Um, and then also the other wide receiver that they picked up this year with their top draft pick, um, in uh, oh, Pittman um, from USC. Um, those guys, again, they were both injured, and so they're not contributing. And so now, besides T.Y. Hilton, who they are not targeting uh, barely at all um, in fantasy, um, T.Y. Hilton right now, I mean, the most targets he's gotten all year are 10 this last game, but to give you kind of uh, two games ago, but to give you kind of an an idea of how poor he's performing this last game against Cincinnati, who is one of the worst teams in the league this year, as far as record. Um, he had five targets, one reception for 11 yards. And that's your number one wide receiver. Um, the Colts yeah, need that's, that's not that, ideal. That is bad. That is horrible. He is dropping everything. And if you watch the game, those balls all hit T.Y. Hilton in the hands. Philip Rivers is actually throwing the ball pretty well, but he's not getting much help from his receivers. So and when you have T.Y. Hilton and then the likes of Marcus Johnson, who was previously in, on the Colts practice squad, um, and then um, Zach Pascal, which is definitely not a name that you typically hear. He's, again, he's a guy that will help you, but he is not a wide receiver one. 
by any means. I mean, he has not topped more than 58 yards on the season in a game. Um, and he is the Colts wide receiver too. The Colts need to, if they want to jump up or at least be in competition with possibly being a tier above them. I mean, if they want to be in competition with Tennessee in their own division, um, who again, Tennessee is five and one themselves. They are very, very good. The Colts need to make a move at wide receiver somehow and not just sit back and trust the process or wait for next year um, because you're never going to win a championship playing that way. So again, the Colts I think would be another good location for Mike Evans to go. Um, They would be throwing him the ball a ton. He would become the alpha, the number one. um, And Phillip Rivers has experience throwing to big guys like Mike Evans. When he was in San Diego, he had Vincent Jackson. And uh, more recently, he had uh, guys like um, Mike Williams and obviously Keenan Allen, who are not small dudes. They are big bodied wide receivers that go up and get the ball. That's exactly who Mike Evans is. I think that the Colts, if they want to be in contention this year, if they truly are trying to be competitive, should consider swinging a trade for Mike Evans. So real quick, um, Andrew, let's kind of wrap up this podcast here, but let's talk about um, quickly what the fantasy impact would be of Mike Evans going to either one of those teams then. Oh, man, it would be – I mean, in in both cases, he would be wide receiver one. And -hmm. if you just look at T.Y. Hilton's numbers, he's – Oh, man, that's so depressing. He's only passed 10 fantasy points once this season. I mean, I would imagine that Evans would become uh, – I don't even know how to put a number on it, but Philip Rivers would be throwing to him all the time if he went to Indy. He would mm-hmm. be easily getting, I would I would imagine, 15 maybe targets a game. <laughs> like – I don't know who I just don't know who else you're throwing it to there. You know, like yeah. It I mean I'm not if I have Evans and, and Hilton running routes, I'm choosing Evans even if he's in double coverage. Like I don't care. Evans in double coverage right now is hands down better than Hilton. Oh my off. gosh. Yeah, or Hilton wide open in the middle of or, the field, unfortunately. Or Hilton <laughs> with pine tar on his hands. Yes. Stick him. <laughs> Oh man, uh, his he would be putting up monster fantasy numbers if he went to Indianapolis, and I think I think it'd be fairly similar in Baltimore. What about you? I I do agree too. I mean, I think that Mike Evans' ceiling would be higher in Indianapolis just because he absolutely would be the guy there. Mm-hmm. Um, that he would be the guy that would be just absorbing so much of what Philip Rivers would be wanting to throw, and Philip Rivers I think would favor him ridiculously over everybody else um i think that in uh baltimore i think that baltimore is a much more pass the ball around uh game plan and i think Mm -hmm. which i think is good i think the colts would still do that obviously he wouldn't get every target but i think that the ravens um some games they might you know rely on lamar jackson to run it a lot more or passing it off to the running backs and they really do have a great tight end in mark andrews so you know they could be throwing off to him too. But I think that, I mean, I do believe that Baltimore would really utilize Mike Evans. I just think that Mike Evans would have huge games in Baltimore and then also games with like three points in Baltimore. I think it would be kind of a more of a mix. I think it would be a little bit more inconsistent, but I still think it would be a very good match. I mean, 
again, Andrew just pulled up Mark Andrews um, sheet as far as fantasy to kind of show where he's been at. And so Mark Andrews, again, has had 22 points, then three points and four points, then 20.7 points, then 17.6 points, then four points. Um, and so it really kind of it just depends on how they're going to utilize you that day. And again, the Ravens are five and one. They um, they are they're playing pretty well <laughs> it's not they just have a good game plan going in they know how to utilize their guys they know what matchups they want to um go against and match up with um and then which ones they're going to just kind of let them be distractions for the day so i think that again i think Mike Evans would be very good in either the ravens or the colts yeah i think from a from a pure fantasy standpoint you would rather see him go to indianapolis for the rest of the year just because he's going to be getting the lion's share of targets. Um, but ultimately, I think either either destination he could do well and thrive in. Absolutely. That kind of wraps it up for us today as far as, again, starting out, we talked about the Tampa Bay uh, wide receivers. Um, where are they at now? How are they affected with the Antonio Brown signing? What's kind of Antonio Brown's outlook? Um, and then specifically for Mike Evans, who a lot of people drafted rather early in drafts um, or they have them still on their dynasty team. Where's he specifically at going for the rest of the year? And does he have a future in Tampa Bay um, or would he be also a possibility for trade here before the trade deadline? And again, what would his outlook be like if he was traded? Um, obviously for fantasy this year, we would prefer if Mike Evans was traded and as one of us has Mike Evans in this podcast here, uh, that person I think would definitely be okay with Mike Evans being, being traded. So that wraps it up for us today. If you guys have questions, please uh, send us a message. Also, please like and subscribe, and we appreciate you. Yeah, let us know where you want to see Evans go. Let us know if we if we missed a team that could use him. Absolutely. We will, we will see you next week. See you next week.